Hi, and welcome to episode number 52 of Lisa's WDW Podcast. And today's episode will be part three of my Disney World trip review. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Before I get into part three of my trip review, if you have not listened to episode 50 and 51, they'll talk about part one and part two of my Disney trip. In part one, I talk about my stay at Caribbean Beach Resort, also seeing the Festival of Arts in Epcot, and eating at the Coral Reef Restaurant in Epcot. And then on day two and three, which is episode number 51, I discussed going to Disney Springs, uh, trying out the void there, as well as going to Sebastian's uh, for dinner in Caribbean Beach, and going to the spa at the Grand Floridian, and dinner at the Boathouse. So if you missed either of those episodes, you can check out episode 51 and 52 are also posted on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa's WDW Podcast. I post pretty much almost daily on both of those accounts, so feel free to reach out to me there. All right, so we started our day doing the Disney Early Morning Magic at Toy Story Land. This was a special ticketed event that we got um, we thought it would be fun to do. This was our first time seeing Toy Story Land, so we thought the best way to see it would be to do the early morning magic, which again is a special ticketed event, which got us into the park early. I believe it got us in, it was either 7 or 7.30. There was two ways you could do it. You could eat first and then go in, or you could go in and then eat later. We chose the ticket where you would go in, go to the rides right away, and then eat later on. Which I think is good, especially if you're going to go on them multiple times. I think it's always better to eat afterwards. So when we went in the park, I mean, the only area that is open is Toy Story Land. And there they have three attractions. You have Toy Story Midway Mania, which they've always had. And then their new coaster, Slinky Dog. And Alien Swirling Saucer. So those are the three attractions you have. As well as there is character meet and greet. I think it's like... um Woody and Jesse who do meets and greets. I don't know if Buzz was there, but I remember Woody and Jesse um, did a meet and greet. So what we decided to do first, the first ride we went on was Toy Story Midway Mania, which was pretty much a walk-on. The longest point, a part was just actually going through the queue. because You had to go through like pretty much the full line to get there, but that was the longest part of it. Um, so we did that ride. I think twice in a row, and then we decided to go over to Slinky Dog, which I wasn't overly excited to do the coaster. I really didn't think it was going to be that thrilling, so I was like, ah, I was like, well, maybe it will be like, you know, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which I really do like, but I wasn't expecting anything thrilling. So the first time we went on it, we were closer to the front, and I think we maybe were like three rows back. And I was surprised on how thrilling it was. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be thrilling at all. I'm like, oh, it'll just be nice. And it was a lot more thrilling than I expected. I would say definitely more thrilling than Seven Doors Mine Train, um, for sure. But it was really enjoyable, and I was surprised on how much I liked it. So then we rode it again. And that time, we sat more towards the middle. Um, it was still as good as sitting in the front. And then I had always heard the back was better. So then on the third time we rode it, I think we did it three times in a row... We may have gone back to 
Toy Story Midway Mania at one point. But then we went back to Slinky Dog again. And then we sat like almost like right in the back. And I thought that would be more thrilling, but I didn't really find it much more thrilling. I think I liked sitting up front better. But I really enjoyed it. I think it took me about four times before I was able to keep like my hands up in the air during the ride. Usually I can't do that on coasters. It took about four times till I was able to pretty much do the whole, you know, the whole ride. But it was a lot of fun. And I would definitely recommend it. Um, I guess not the most like crazy thrilling coaster ever, but it was much more thrilling than I expected. I didn't have very high expectations of it, but it was really enjoyable. The queue, for the most part, the part that we were in, because it really wasn't that long of a line, I think the longest we waited was maybe 15 minutes at one point. And that, again, is because it's the most popular attraction out of the three that are open. Um, I found it the later on during the extra magic morning hours we had that we went, it was less crowded. I think when it first opens, everyone goes to Slinky Dog. So that's why at first we went to... Toy Story Midway Mania and did that and then went over to Slinky Dog. Um, I think so we did that one maybe three times and then we went over to Alien Swirling Saucer, which there was really no wait. And that was just pretty much a walk on. Just had to wait for the ride to end from the time prior to us. But uh, it was, I didn't have high expectations and it really wasn't that thrilling. Like we did it once. It was nice. I would go on the ride again, but I won't wait very long for it. I find, like, the teacups just as enjoyable. I just, I was, eh, I'm meh, you know, about the ride. Again, it was okay. It was nice. It's not my favorite. I won't wait in a long line for it. I won't use a fast pass on it. But it was nice. Um, that queue, again, you are out in the sun, but the closer you get to going on the ride, it's more shaded. The one part about that Toy Story Land area. There's not much shade. We were lucky because it was morning. It was a nice sunny day, but on like a hot summer day, I probably couldn't last very long in Toy Story Land because there's not much shade. Now, I know they are building right now a sit-down restaurant, which I think will be nice. There'll be a nice way to get out of the sun staying in Toy Story Land because now they're really isn't too many places to do so before besides going in like a midway mania that would be kind of your best option as far as getting out of the sun um but it was really enjoyable i'm really happy that we did that because then after we did alien swirling saucer we did toy story midway mania i think two more times that's like my husband and i one of our favorite rides so that's one we repeat he beats me every time, but one time I will win and score higher than he does on uh, Midway Mania. But it's still super fun, and I love that one. So it was overall great experience. Again, we got to go on the rides more than once, not have to use a fast pass, though it did cost money. But it was just a nice way to check it out without being too crazy, busy, and too hot, and just too many people. I didn't feel like it was overly crowded. There was a pretty long line for the meet and greet, but... We've met, I know, I think we've met both of them before another meet and greet, so it wasn't something to go on my list to do. Afterwards, when we were done with all the rides, because I think it opened to the, it did open, the park opened at 9, and it was crazy, because around then, as the park opened, we were leaving Toy Story Land to go have the breakfast, which was part of the early morning magic 
uh, package that we did and includes a breakfast and the line to get into Toy Story Land and the lines just for the attractions was crazy. Like it was such a long line and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, you know, much rather just, you know, spend a little extra, but be able to really enjoy Toy Story Land. So then we headed over to breakfast and that was at um, Backlot Express is where they held it. And all you had to do is show, I think, they give, once they gave us a band for it, all we had to do was show your band and you were able to get into it. And it's a buffet breakfast um, options as well as a meal that you could choose to have. For my meal option, I got the avocado toast, which was pretty good. And then they also had like a um, tasty like cronut, a croissant donut thing as well as like a fried chicken thing. Another thing my husband got, which was more of, um, I think it has like mashed potatoes and peppers kind of thing. But he actually ended up getting two entrees. They let you get two. I just got my avocado toast because that's really all I wanted. But he got two entrees and enjoyed that. So you can do that. As well as they have like yogurts and fruits and, you know, coffee and orange juice, milk, kind of all that kind of thing. So it was definitely filling enough and it was nice because it was included. And then afterwards, because we went there pretty much around 9 o'clock when the park had opened, we were able to, you know, enjoy and relax. I think it goes till about 10 o'clock. So we were able to enjoy, have our breakfast, and then go to, you know, see the rest of the park. We already had Fast Passes planned out, so we then went to our Fast Pass. We were able to take a little bit of a break, and then our first Fast Pass was... Um, rock and roller coaster which my husband had never gone on before so I was excited for him to go on that ride and also we walked around for a little bit because I didn't want to eat and then go right on you know a roller coaster <laughs> might be a little much so but it was really enjoyable I would highly recommend doing the Disney early morning magic at Toy Story Land if Toy Story Land is a place you're really looking forward to going to I would definitely do this to avoid really long lines especially if you're going during the summer you won't be as hot now, one thing I wanted to do that we haven't done yet is to go to Toy Story Land at night. Um, during the morning was really the only time we went there. We did walk into the park again just to see how it was like later in the day, maybe around like three, four o'clock, and it was packed, like absolutely packed. And I was like, this is definitely not as enjoyable as it was in the morning. So I would recommend early morning magic hours, but at one point I do want to see Toy Story Land at night as well. We also did walk over to the Incredible Celebration area. Now that is where you used to enter into like Toy Story, Pixar place area that they had. Um, and where you would go into like the queue for Toy Story Midway Mania. But now they moved that around when you enter that ride from Toy Story Land. So this area now is all like um, stuff from the Incredibles. So we checked that area out. We got, um, I did the meet and greet with Edna Mode, which was super quick. Like I pretty much just walked in there and then walked right up and met her, got some pictures. That was fun. I also tried over there the Num Num Cookie, which is a warm, like kind of, I mean, really big, thick chocolate chip cookie. And it's very like gooey. It was really tasty. It's a lot. So I don't think like one person can just eat it. My husband and I split it. I don't think we even ate the whole thing, but it was yummy. Something like, if you're in the mood for something chocolatey, would be really good to get. But we did try that. And then they had like a little um, kind of show thing going on 
um, to see. And there was also places to take pictures. So that was a fun kind of new addition, something a little bit different that we checked out. Um, of course, then we did the, all of our favorite rides in Hollywood Studios. But we decided then for dinner, we were going to try sci-fi and dine. Pretty much we've eaten at a lot of different restaurants and different resorts and different parks. But we never, up till now, had done a sit-down at Hollywood Studios. We did tons of Epcot around World Showcase. We've eaten at Magic Kingdom. We've eaten at Animal Kingdom. Bunch of resorts, but never Hollywood Studios. We definitely wanted to try one of their sit-down restaurants. So we decided to give Sci-Fi and Dine a try. Going into it, I didn't think the food was going to be like amazing. I thought more of us like a burger place. But I thought like the atmosphere, the kind of drive-in look atmosphere would be fun uh so i was excited to give that a try so we had our reservation we got there early hoping we would be seated early because we planned it around four o'clock but we didn't realize how hungry we were going to be because we really didn't eat anything in between between breakfast and then um so we got there early but we pretty much were seated at our reservation time and the car that we were in there were you know my husband and i sitting next to each other and then there was a couple behind us um, and we were both, you know, of course, facing towards the screen. So and the couple behind us was perfectly fine and nice. Um, but I would find it if you got like obnoxious couple behind you, just obnox- obnoxious people behind you, it probably could really affect your meal. So, I mean, if you have just some nice, pleasant people, you'll definitely, you know, enjoy your meal and there'll be no issues. But I think if you get stuck with some, you know, obnoxious people in front of you or behind you in the same car, it might not be as enjoyable but we lucked out with that. Um, we did not get any appetizers for a drink. My husband got like a water. I got a beer. And for entrees, I tried the vegan falafel burger, which is $16. And my husband got the, I think it was a classic American burger, which runs about $19, you know. I didn't get inspect too much from it, but I did enjoy my burger. I thought it was tasty. It came, um, had fries with it. It is a super dark restaurant. Like the lighting in there is not, I mean, it's really dark so you can watch kind of the different movies and stuff that are showing on the screen. So seeing your food is a little bit tricky. Uh, I mean, it was a burger, so I don't know if you had to really look at too much, but something to keep in mind. It is very dark in there, but it's really cool looking as far as the kind of the atmosphere of it. It's definitely different than, you know, eating at so many other restaurants in Disney World. And they did show kind of different, you know, quirky, kind of scary sci-fi movies. They weren't scary, more just sci-fi. Um, after a while, they do start repeating. So after we watched them all, I think, you know, we might have seen it through again another time. So it does repeat after a while. But it was still really enjoyable. Um, the food came as far as good as timing. And then for dessert, we got the hot fudge sundae and I got the s'mores brownie and ice cream um and that was really good I mean it was very filling you couldn't eat the whole thing and the burger was very filling um but it was really enjoyable those desserts were I think nine dollars for the s'mores brownie and ice cream and eight dollars for the hot fudge sundae so the pricing really wasn't bad again I didn't feel rushed at all I was just able to enjoy the meal the food, was it the most amazing food ever? No. Did I expect it to be? No. But was it good? Yes. Would it be a great place to try if you've never been? I definitely would recommend it if you're looking for something different. You want a kind of different different ambiance and atmosphere, I would recommend it. 
Um, is it a place I'm probably going to be going again soon? No. If I would take someone new there, then probably yes, just so they can experience it. But overall, I would say it was really enjoyable. Then after we finished our dinner, we just walked around a little and then went back to our resort. Our next day was our Magic Kingdom Day. Um, and for our Magic Kingdom Day, we did, you know, all of our favorite rides. We did uh, Big Thunder Mountain. We did Peter Pan. We did Journey of the Little Mermaid. And, you know, all the good ones. So that was kind of our normal... Uh, we didn't do any new rides there, so it's kind of the same normal routine. We did uh, Space Mountain. We didn't do Seven Dwarfs of Mind Train. We didn't have a fast pass for that, but we did um, People Mover, Space Mountain, Carousel of Progress, you know, Buzz, all the Tomorrowland attractions, most of Fantasyland, Adventureland, and it was definitely very enjoyable. Um, but kind of a lot of the same stuff we normally do. And then we had a early dinner reservation over in Ohana, which I love. Um, this is our third time having dinner at Ohana and it was super enjoyable and it's always like one of our favorite places. So I was super excited to give that a try. Um, again, if you haven't been to Ohana, it is kind of family style. So they bring the food to you. Um, which is really nice, and they have, uh, they have like a little, they call it like a noodles, which is like a little main, which is like amazing. I mean, I've had like little main tons of times, but nothing, nothing is as good as this. Like, I wish I knew the recipe of what they did, because it is delicious. So I usually fill up on the noodles, and they also have like pot stickers, like dumplings there too, and those are my main two favorite that I fill up on. Um, as well as they bring you out skewers of different types of meat and chicken and shrimp. And I usually don't go for that. I kind of stick to the pot stickers and um, the noodles. Those are my go-to. But my husband loves the skewers of meat and the shrimp. And they just keep bringing food. Uh, and the food's awesome. They also have this really good drink. The Island Sunset, which I always get. It's not super strong at all, but it is super fruity. It has um, rum, I think it's a coconut rum, spiced rum, and then it says melon and peach combined with a guava passion fruit juice. The guava passion fruit juice is really what makes it awesome. So I usually get, because with the meal plan, I get a drink that comes with. So I get one of those, and that's always delicious. Again, it's more for the fruitiness. It's not really a strong drink. And then for dessert, they have the uh, bread pudding, which is amazing. So I try to leave some room. Usually by the time it gets to dessert, we don't really have much room left. But we always try to leave some room. And it's just a really enjoyable experience. I love Ohana. This is definitely a dinner I would go back to again. We've been there three times. I definitely would go there again. We've taken other family with us there. and really enjoyed it. It's definitely a place I recommend for people to try. We have been there for breakfast before. And the breakfast is really enjoyable too. But the food at dinner is just awesome. So highly recommend Ohana. So then afterwards, we kind of walked around, checked out the different resorts on, you know, the monorail loop there. Then the next day was our Epcot day. So for the Epcot day, since Epcot is one of our favorite parks, we wanted to make sure to go visit that one again on our trip. So with Epcot, we pretty much walked around um, the 
just kind of the world showcase. It was super rainy that day when we got there. Like, it was pouring. Um, so, Nate went and he grabbed, um, like, well, a sweatshirt because it was also, like, rainy and cold. I had my poncho on, but it was still a lot cooler. We stopped in the Norway Pavilion because that's always open early in the morning because of the frozen ride. And, I, you know, I got myself a coffee just trying to warm up because it was a little bit chillier. We did try some of the food they had for the Festival of the Arts. We tried um, some different things they had. They had like this donut sushi thing was really good and a bunch of different kind of uh, meals to try and walked around World Showcase. And we also tried for lunch, we went to the Lotus Blossom Cafe and we grabbed some food there and that was really tasty. Um, my husband got like a kind of like a pork fried rice thing, which was really good. So it's definitely good Chinese food, and it was a great use of a quick service. We then, after you know spending the day in Epcot, had a dinner reservation at a San Angel Inn, which is the restaurant that is located in the Mexico Pavilion. There's two of them. One of them is actually in the Mexico Pavilion. The other one's across from the Mexico Pavilion. So now going into it, I heard really not good reviews on the food there, but um, the atmosphere, I always loved that pavilion. I always liked the Grand Fiesta Tour ride and just looking at the different shops in there. I love La Cava de Tequila. I always stop there. Um, so I was like, oh, we'll give it a try. If anything, at least for the ambiance. Again, I didn't have really high hopes going into what the food would be, but I think, well, at least the ambiance will be nice and something different. Now for the drink there, the nice thing was their drinks come from the same area as La Cava de Tequila. And La Cava de Tequila has one of my favorite alcoholic drinks in all of Disney World, which they call the wild one, which is tequila, ginger liquor, passion fruit and mango puree with fresh lime juice served on the rocks with a black ant rim salt um and is usually what i always get when i go to la de tequila every time we go to epcot and it is delicious it is strong it is fruity it is great so i had to of course get the same drink you know wasn't going to be you know trying to be different since i knew what i loved for my dinner which was just as good you know because it's from the same place as what I get from La Cava de Tequila. And those run $14, which was nice then because that was included in my dining plan. It comes with an alcoholic drink. So that was pretty awesome and I loved it. Food-wise, I was a little worried of what I was going to find to eat. I don't like really any spice. Like Mexican food, usually my only kind of Mexican food I get is like chipotle. Um, or like Moe's, those are my go-to and I usually never get anything spicy on it and they get a lot of cheese and sour cream and guacamole um, and like black beans. Uh, so I was not sure what I was going to find that I liked, but I lucked out what I chose. The waiter said it was a really good choice and I really enjoyed it. I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. It was the Combination Mexicana. The portion was really large. Like, it was a lot of food. Like, if you're hungry, that's the one to go for. It was $38 for that, but it definitely was worth it. My husband got, um, like, a ta I think it was tacos de carne, and that was not as, it was cheaper. It was $24, but the portion was smaller, and when he had some of mine, he thought it was really good. And again, not a person eats that much Mexican food, but it was awesome. And if I were to go back there, that this is the meal I would get again because it was that enjoyable. It was three different things they had on the plate. 
So the first one was some. It was like a braised beef that had a sauce and the corn on it, corn below it. And then they had these enchiladas that had like chicken and melted cheese that were really good. And they had this other thing that was really tasty, which almost seemed like it was breaded or something. And it had black beans and cheese and like a sauce on it, like a chipotle tomato sauce. And it was really good. That's a horrible description of what the meal was, but I highly recommend it. If you go there, check the menu, you can read it. It was really good um, and definitely worth the $34. Like it's something I definitely would get again. And I really enjoyed our meal they had originally when we got to the table you know we took our order we got our drinks they had like chips and salsa i don't really like salsa but i had some of the chips and i enjoyed um the drink that i got we were not right on the water where the grand fiesta ride goes by but we were very close to it, it was maybe like three tables back from there and it was just very cozy feeling it's very dark um it is dark in there but it's still very cozy and i really liked um, the atmosphere. They do have like little candles on your table, but it isn't very bright. There were people in there. It wasn't crazy, crazy busy, but it was still very enjoyable. The tables are close together, but we had a couple sitting next to us, but they weren't like, you know, very loud or anything. It was still nice and my husband and I could talk. And I just really, really enjoyed it. That's the place I definitely would go again. I didn't feel rushed at all. I felt like I had time to relax and if like they were trying to, you know, get me out of the place. And so after we had our meal, I was pretty full, but of course had to leave some room for dessert. So for dessert, I got the flan de coco, which is a coconut custard topped with toasted coconut, um, which was really good. I very much enjoyed that. My husband got like, like a dark chocolate mousse thing um, with the brownie crumbles that he thought was pretty good, but I think my flan was the best and that's what I would recommend getting. Um, this is definitely a place my husband thought it was good. I think it definitely exceeded, way exceeded my expectations of what it would be like. And it's a place that I would recommend trying. We have eaten at a lot of restaurants in Epcot, but we always like to try somewhere new. So the two places this time were the Coral Reef Restaurant, which I think exceeded my husband's expectations. Mine were kind of met. And then San Angel Inn, which exceeded my expectations. So... It was definitely a great way to end our trip. So that kind of concludes the part three and the last part of my trip review from my most recent trip to Disney World. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and please check back next week for a new episode of Lisa's WDW Podcast. <laughs>